Welcome to Selfish Confidence, a place where we can connect and be real about how hard it is to be your damn self. I'm your host, Jess, and my goal is to help you build confidence and belief in yourself to live any life path you want, even if it's unconventional. It's time to break down those barriers and connect with women who've also felt on the outside by their life choices. We're encouraging you to grab the mic and speak your truth. I know it can be scary, but we're in this together. We got this. Let's dive in. Welcome, Emily. I am so excited that you're here in my office, in real life, joining me to chat about your story. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and in person. (laughs) This is going to be fun. (laughs) It is going to be fun. It's nice because it doesn't happen often that I I do it in person. So to hang out with you, it's like we're going for a walk in the park anyway. Oh, yeah. So Polly was already up on her lap, ready to go for this interview too. So let's just dive into it. So tell us a bit about you, Em, and your background and how you got started on your business journey. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were, yeah, we were just chatting about like how far back do you go? What's relevant for the story? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, It's yeah. whatever you yeah. want to share. If you mm-hmm. want to go back to when you're a baby, yeah. go for it, yeah. but we're going to be here a while. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like for this, uh, yeah. So my mom, it's really funny. She, before I knew what I wanted to do out of high school, like it's, it is hard. You're 17 years old. How are you supposed to know, know what you're going to do for the rest of your life? And also it's going to change. And no one tells you that you're probably going to have five jobs before you find your dream job. So it's, it's kind of funny that my mom, I, I was taking a gap year actually. So I was working. I did too. Oh, did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, an assistant manager at garage at the time. So that was really fun. And they actually, um, I, when I wanted to go back to school, I wanted to be able to do it all. I wanted to be able to be the assistant manager and go back to school because I was, I actually in the beginning didn't take any electives. I just did the core uh, public relations courses and just to see if I even liked it. So, uh, but yeah, my mom was like, you should be in communications, do public relations. Like you'd be great at this. So then I just decided to, you know, take the risk, dive in, see if I enjoyed it. And I ended up really enjoying it. It was awesome. And I think that's kind of a little bit of that moment, the start of the journey where it's just kind of like, see it, try it, see if you like it. And then, you know, I ended up, I think it was like six years before I ended up graduating. So I ended up having a bunch of electives at the end, which I ended up filling with more entrepreneurial style courses where um, actually a lot of it helped with core method and like building business plans and that type of thing. So it's funny that some of those moments can really help shape a little bit of the path where you're going. But like I said, you could have so many different jobs. Like I ended up working retail for almost all of my degree. I always had like a assistant manager role, whether it was, um, you know, at, at more of a clothing store or a shoe store. Um, I eventually ended up, it's actually funny. I give advice to my brothers to say like, you're in university, be a student, like really enjoy the experience of that. Cause I did feel like I always had a job and didn't necessarily get to like really integrate myself into like the university type of community kind of thing. So, um, but anyway, that's kind of like my advice for them always. <laughs> I'm like, do it, be it, be all into what it is and really get the full experience out of it. And, um, so yeah, I ended up, uh, yeah, I've always had a little bit of extra stuff on the go. So whether it's, um, you know, being able to like invest in learning and really grow down that path and also having something else that does occupy my time, or maybe it is more of the passion versus the, the learning and, and they, they often, or now they're kind of intertwining a little bit more too. So, uh, yeah, I feel like that seems like you, like that's on brand as you say that. And I don't know how far back in your story, like we've talked a lot too. And 
that's very on brand for you to be like, oh, I was working full time and I was going to go to school full time yeah. and I was going to go do this yeah. and I was going to go do that. <laughs> and like, that's just yeah. you, like that's yeah. your style. That's how you yeah. work. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now mm-hmm. and where you're going. Yes. Yeah. So I actually, I guess building off of the, you know, you never know that you're going to have like five jobs before you find the dream one. Well, I've been in uh, three different marketing agencies now and I've finally landed on this one that continues to surprise me. I'm work, I'm currently working full-time at Kula Partners and they are a digital marketing agency for, well, actually I say digital, but I feel like marketing kind of you know, spans every crevice mm-hmm. of the marketing universe now. <laughs> so it's it's really like we do, we still do some physical marketing as well for clients, um, but it's focused on manufacturing, which is very different from core method, which is wellness and movement and nutrition. And it's, it's interesting because you can look at both of those and be like, what is the connection here? Um, for me, it's for Kula Partners, I get to learn so much. I, I have a few clients that I really get to dig into and, and do and be everything for them. Like I, I'm not just the account person. I really get to be the strategist and dig into the work and have time to dig into the work as well. And so as much as I'm getting to build strategies, I'm also getting to implement them. So I'm still getting to, to really, um, I guess, flex that marketing muscle. Cause not only am I getting to do the strategic part, I'm also getting to like dig in and do the work too. And I really, I think that actually says a lot about like who I am too, because it's 100%. like, I'd never want to just be <laughs> one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then tell yeah. us about core method and what is yes. that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, it, it came to life throughout the pandemic. It happened, it, I guess really quickly early on, you know, you all of a sudden were at home for two weeks and not getting to see people in the capacity that we were getting to see them before a lot more, um, you know, FaceTimes or Zoom calls were happening and getting to connect virtually. And, uh, I I wanted to move. My friends wanted to move. So literally rearranged my living room and and we did it at first so that we were moving together. So it was kind of less of me and Moving your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Someone's going to be like, where do they want to move? Where are they moving to? Moving their body. Yeah. And, and Pilates. So I'm a, I'm a a certified Pilates instructor. I originally got my, um, contemporary Pilates and now I also have classical. So, um, it's interesting to be able to blend some of those two worlds, but I'm very much enjoying like the, the Joe Pilates, very classical style of Pilates right now. Um, But at at that time, so we were just getting together, moving through Zoom, and I was still instructing, but I was getting to move too. So it was really nice to create this just digital community where I I think it was actually like three times a week at least we were just getting together and moving. and, And from there, it really started to grow. And it's like, well, wait, this can have legs of its own. Like we all need this. We don't know how long this is going to go on for. Um, and so it was really interesting to start to just bring that to life. And then I didn't actually meet, uh, my business partner, Prima Kelly until, so I guess let's say this happened March. I actually think it was pretty early in the pandemic, like literally two weeks later. (laughs) So I didn't meet Prima until, um, until October, but her and I knew each other previously from another studio that we had worked at together. So we were at, um, Harvest in Bedford, like met for a coffee and just a lot of what she wanted to do. I was already doing, I was sharing knowledge. And then I was like, wait, why don't we, why don't we do this together? We have this shared vision and this shared goal of really being able to just make movement more accessible to people and nutrition and wellness and just, you know, have it really focus on feeling good and and being able to give people the tools to live best in their own lives versus it being about like killing yourself or 
like why movement needs to be about that, I, I personally don't understand. I, I think it's best that we we use these tools in our toolbox to help set ourselves up for success in our days or our weeks or our months to help us live longer and just feel better. So Amazing, yeah. yeah. And the vision of Core Method yeah. now, so it was started as digital. Yeah. What's happening in yeah. your life? What's exciting? Yeah. What are we celebrating yeah. <laughs> today? So we are, well, I feel like it's a little bit of a moving target because construction is construction, but we are opening a brick and mortar space in the fall 2022. We were hoping before and our marketing was saying for a while, like September 30th to October 15th, that has pushed a little bit because <laughs> <It laughs> we're, we're very close to that date now and we still, we probably have about three weeks. Okay. Until yeah, until opening, but it's gonna be really exciting. I, I can't wait for it to come from a digital place into the physical world. And I feel like I've been saying that for the last year. I'm like, I, studios, in-person studios are not a new thing by any means. But I feel like it's like it's coming into the real world, and I'm just so excited that, for it. Yeah. It is so exciting. Yeah. And for anyone who's followed along on the socials or on um, on my social media, you've seen me go to the Bounce and Beers where we bounce on trampolines and then we drink beer. Um, those are Emily's events. Yeah. That's Emily's studio. So uh, it's going to be awesome. Where is it located for anyone who's listening yes. who's local? Yeah, so it's H42 Portland Street. So it's kind of at that intersection that you can also turn down to Portland Hills. Or if anyone's listening and they're familiar with the Finbars that's in Dartmouth, it's literally like right in that area. Um, so we're the last unit to be built in in the Parkton Wellness Building. Uh, there's lots of beautiful natural light in the space. I think that's what really attracted uh, both Prima and I to the space is that a lot of times studios are really dark Mm -hmm. and we wanted it to be light and airy and yeah just like something beautiful spot like a good location too like right by my old house so I should probably move back um (laughs) but as you know like this podcast is all about embracing your truth and being yourself and you are yourself that's why I love you so much (laughs) um and even if you're living an unconventional life like you shared in your story because it has been very unconventional in that sense you're doing business your way and you're keeping your full-time job at Kula Mm -hmm. while building core method and that's incredible. Like a lot of people, the goal isn't, isn't always that. So embracing that unconventional lifestyle of working full time and building a brick and mortar business. Mm -hmm. What do you say to the people who might tell you you're doing too much? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because at first I, I feel like I had to be, I had to be honest with myself and say, you know, can you do it all? Sure. But sometimes doing it all does come at a cost. So I I love Kula Partners. They've been really, really supportive of me on my entrepreneurial journey so far. I actually work a four-day work week, which I believe is what helps me you know, do it all in that mm-hmm. sense or, or, you know, have a lot on my plate. And I think the biggest thing sometimes is just being honest with yourself about how much that you can have on your plate. And I don't think that I could do any of this without the community that that I have around me and and even you know having a business partner a lot of studio owners it's just them mm-hmm. and and they are everything they are the accountant they're the operations they're the marketing they're the sales and you need a team of people if you if there are other things that you want to be able to pursue in your life, you really need to have that team of people. And right now it's it's still a little fluid. So we're still, you know, bringing on new team members to really make sure that we've got the operations, we've got the accounting, we've got, uh, you know, even, even the lawyer, like actually mm-hmm. one of our... Um, one of our instructors, she is a lawyer. So it's like, it's so helpful to have, actually, a lot of our team members wear more than one hat. They're an instructor and they are the accountant or they're an instructor and they are the lawyer. Like, 
And it's, it's so cool too, because I feel like we get to share more of the journey with them too. And it's really helping mm-hmm. the team feel more connected and, and integrated into the team. And, and part, and I feel like our community is already so strong and it's like the, like, sure, the walls are already built, but <laughs> <laughs> like, we're still, you know, yeah. building the things and it's still coming together. And it's so nice to have that. But I, I think it's, it is about having, you know, if you really want to be able to pursue other things, you do need to have that community around you. And for those who might be listening to this and thinking like, do I have that community around me? Sometimes it just means talking to people. I like two months ago, I was probably doing way more than I should have been doing. And until I started to communicate more with the people around me, the people that I, you know, consider friends, family, or even, even maybe people who are a little bit more acquaintances, like you don't realize how many people you have around you that can help you. And I I think that's what really is the answer there. And, and I do get that a lot, the too much, like Mm -hmm. it's, you've got a lot on your plate. Like, how can you do this? Sometimes I even have to remind myself to step back and say is there anyone else that can help me do this do I need to do this Mm -hmm. so yeah and you have a great support system at home too and so that's always helps to have to communicate because I think a lot of business owners often think I have to do it all yes I have to do it alone Mm -hmm. and that's not the case and when we start to open up about women actually asking for help and like talking to yeah the people at work having a business partner also at home asking for little things hiring support where you need support makes a big difference because everybody also thinks they'll look at you em and they'll be like oh my gosh she's doing it all she's doing too much like yeah. wow how does she do- how do you do it all like right we hear that stuff yeah. all the time and it's like, like the i don't is, i don't do it all i don't yeah. do it all no i have support mm-hmm. i have help i ask for help yeah and like let's normalize asking for some freaking help right yes. as women we don't have to do it all yeah and like yeah. i think you're a true example of that because you do a lot and you are so busy and i <laughs> love that about you but you also ask for support. Yes. You're not doing it all alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to you for that, because that's how you do build a successful business, by having that team. And again, you got to check out this space. you got to check out M, because it's so beautiful, and it's going to be so much fun to do classes in person together yes. again. Yeah. Um, I hear some new social ideas coming out when the studio opens, right? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be so much fun. Yes. Um, but you are like the risk master. We talked about this on a yeah. walk one day where we were walking. You're like, I love the risk. And I was like, oh my gosh, I hate the risk. It's so scary. <laughs> but we are all about having different opinions mm-hmm. here. And that being an unpopular opinion, right? To take yeah. the damn risk, to do something. So can you tell us a little bit about those risks that you, you've been taking and why you don't let fear hold yourself back? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. I think a lot of... I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs, too, who've decided to to just take the risk, to dive all in on their passion project, hobby, just like true, the true thing that they want to be doing. And they kind of, they, they just, you know, maybe they have a full nine to five job and they're like, you know what, I need to close that chapter to really help bring this to life. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge risk. And I feel like a lot of times I was like, well, you know, I guess this ties back to the other question too. I was like, is that what I want to do? And I was just, I feel like right now I feel really fortunate to be in a position where it's like, I, I love what I do. Um, you know, the Tuesday through Friday at Cooler Partners and then, well, I get a core all, all, all the time. Kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's here and there and everywhere. <laughs> but, uh, the, the reason I bring that up is because sometimes risk doesn't need to just be about, choosing to stop doing one thing and dive fully into another thing. It can also be 
well, there can be like little situations as well that you're, that you, something comes up and it's like, okay, are we choosing to take this risk or not? And I feel like a lot of times I didn't realize I was doing this until I I wanted to be a little prepared for our conversation today. And I was thinking, do I just dive in? Because sometimes that can sound really scary. And I was like, no, (laughs) I often will. I do a bit of an assessment, like a little bit of a risk assessment. So a lot of times you think about, are there any um, legal implications that could come up with something like this? Um, are there any financial implications that could come up? And you know what? Sometimes too, supporting a business early days, it's you, this like the the owners of a business that you're you're often fueling the car kind of thing for a while. So oh, yeah. So so financial risk is a little different there. Like you know, it's a little bit of a shared thing early days. Um. So so that one's a little. There's always gray in every situation. The other big thing is the ethical or value assessment as well. So I guess you know what a really good example is. Um. And and I'll I'll throw it out here. I'll be honest. I'll be vulnerable. On, That's what uh, we want. You know, do yeah. It, do yeah. It. So <laughs> so we we technically could open earlier. Now, the question is, and I, you know, for anyone out there who's done it one way or another, I'm not here to say, you know, one's right or one's wrong. It's, it's all personal opinions. Um, and, and we all, we all do what we need to do kind of thing as business owners. So the, I guess the example I'm going to kind of chat through here is the, the question of, do we begin to operate before we have our our actual permit to operate in the space, mm. right? So we found out there's going to be some supplies that's going to stop us from having our proper heating ventilation unit in. You need to have that to get your occupancy yeah. permit. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> you got to have heat, like especially yeah. for a home. Like you got to have heat mm-hmm. in a home before you can move into the house. So, and not to mention the timeline of it. You're probably like November yeah. where you're opening. So it's yeah. going to be chilly. Yeah, exactly. People mm-hmm. probably going to be cold even if you're moving. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be chilly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, it was kind of that question of do we do we soft open and then have a larger uh, grand yes. opening afterwards? So, you know. We did the the legal, you know, assessment. We did the financial assessment, which is probably the driver of mm-hmm. to soft launch or to not soft launch, right? Of course. And then and then the the ethical value check in to see, you know, if if all the other factors weren't a thing, if you know, we didn't need to get in to make money, if we, you know, whether it's like, okay, do you get caught or not get caught type of thing. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? personally, right? And so Prima and I had to make a decision. And actually, we have a business coach that we work with. And he was like, the biggest thing that you need to do is when you make a decision like this, he actually referenced sports as an example. So he's like, I was a big sports guy growing up. And he's like, when athletes choose to take the shot, they have to be okay with whatever the outcome is. So whatever we decided, which I'll tell you guys what we decided. <laughs> no, the suspense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but whatever we decide, we have to be all in. We have to not look back and mm-hmm. say, oh, I wish we had have done it this way or that way. You had to just be all in. And, and both Prima and I were feeling like, yes, we want to open. We want to open as soon as we can. But if someone was to get hurt in the space before we were operational, that's not a risk that 
we're willing to take. So it's, it's funny, I guess when it comes to you, maybe you're like, if it was me and I, if I had to just make the decision and I was the only one affected mm-hmm. by something, I'd probably be like, you know, a little bit more. It's easier to take that do. risk. You're yes. the only one who's affected. Yeah. But like there's a lot of factors yeah. in something like this. Yeah. So we decided to, yeah, get the occupancy permit first and then open our doors. And if that means that we're a little bit more delayed opening, then, you know, then that's okay. We had mm-hmm. to make the decision that made the most sense and was the safest um, and based on your values right I think that says a lot about you too and the business that you have and the business that you're growing that you care about the people who are coming in the doors yeah like not just to make a buck like you actually care about these people and I think that that's huge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're going to be working with populations of people that like we already have members that like we've done some trial bounce classes for right and they've had a single or double knee replacement they've had a hip (laughs) replacement and they are the most beautiful bouncers like they're Mm -hmm. women that have been bouncing for like four years and so there's things to consider there though right like mm-hmm. there's safety around the trampoline and making sure that um you know that that you're teaching it in a really functional safe way uh, and challenging of course mm-hmm. right <laughs> but then same thing too we're going to be offering pre and postnatal classes like we want to make sure that these populations of people feel safe in our space and if part of that is like we need to make sure that we're you know checking off all the boxes for mm-hmm. opening that way you know there's just that additional layer of of safety involved then yeah yeah. I love that and too like you do look at risks differently I love that you also have an assessment around it and it not just be like oh I took the risk I used to have on my wall it would say like leap in the net will appear and that's one way to take a risk of course for people to just like dive in Mm -hmm. you know to sign the client to do the thing but there's also other ways to do it. And for you, like keeping your full-time job, someone might look at you and be like, oh, you're actually not taking risks at all. But I see you as signing the financial papers and opening a freaking brick and mortar business and having a studio that essentially you don't know if people are going to come or not. Like it's a totally different location than even where you currently live, right? So it's a different client base. Mm -hmm. Like I know you're going to be successful, no doubt, but like there's a lot of risks that come with that. Um, so it's interesting to hear how you assess it. And the way you talked, too, about how you went to university and you're just like, I kept my full-time job and just took a few classes. It's yeah. like the risk of even trying something, yes. risk of signing up for some courses and even putting some money down and to, you know, maybe move into that new apartment or maybe for some people it is to quit their job. Yeah. But the risk can also be for you to keep your job, right? Because yes. you do have a lot on your plate. So, mm-hmm. like, there's always something there. So I just love how you take just take the risk and you adapt and you make things happen Mm. like you're making a lot of things happen Mm -hmm. like that's so freaking cool yeah well and sometimes too it comes down to choices right like um i was having a conversation with someone the other day where it's like as an entrepreneur there's no box right (laughs) you often have to get really creative when when issues or challenges or problems arise there's no box like you this is this thing has popped up or it's come out of the woodwork and you have to address it you have Mm -hmm. to address it now sometimes you need to get really creative and (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's so fun and you you treat it as something that's fun I feel like you just like go with it you're like oh let's go well there's always learnings right like Mm -hmm. I I used to think that in personal life you know Scott and I were gonna um, buy a fixer upper and totally gut the mm. place. And like, I was so Scott's an electrician too. So he, he's, he's seen what Renos look like. He knows what the process is. And he's like, I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like you would, you would literally have to have, you know, that would have to be yeah. the, the new passion project. Right. Mm-hmm. And seeing it with core, like there's so many, there's so many learnings. There's so hindsight is beautiful. There's so many things that I've just taken like meticulous notes on so that we can learn for the future. If, if, if the goal is 
you know, if it's franchises, if it's multi-locations, like we've got all these notes on, you know, okay, we did it this way. This is the issue that we ran into. And here's how we had to troubleshoot or, or work through it, that type of thing. And uh, anyways, I don't think I would be buying a very old home and totally gutting it. <laughs> You've changed your mind very, on that. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah, I, even like painting. I've done that uh, far too many times. I think I would just hire someone to do it. We hired someone to paint this house because we painted yeah. our last house and I hated it. Yeah. And then, so now this time we hired someone to paint the house, but we did tile work. Now I hate tile work. So the next time we do it, I'm hiring someone to do the tile work. So that's how we learn. Yes. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know until you do it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I won't do it again. No, exactly. (laughs) Um, And what advice would you give to someone who's working to develop their belief to just take more risks in their life? Because it's Mm -hmm. freaking scary. You know that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's easy to just say like, leap and the net will appear. But like, what would you actually say to someone who's trying to build that belief? Yeah. I think a lot of times it's so fun to talk to new people and hear their story and hear what they're passionate about. I think I would probably try to learn a little bit to gauge, are they the person to just jump and the net will appear? Or is it someone who maybe needs to have more of that plan? And then like for me personally, Mm -hmm. I find it's hard to learn to go with the flow. So I think the biggest learning for me throughout this process is sometimes it's the hurry up and wait. Sometimes it's the go with the flow. But I feel like me personally, I would need to know a little bit about the person to really be like, what is the best advice for this person? But maybe you already know. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're like, "What's the answer?" Right? Well, I think <laughs> Emily, yeah, tell exactly. me more. Yeah, yeah. I think that you're you. You know, maybe in this conversation, you've already got a bit of a gut feeling about like, are you that person to just take the leap, mm-hmm. or are you someone that you're like, you know what? If I assessed the legal, the financial, and then ultimately, what is your gut saying? Actually, that's the real answer. Mm-hmm. What is your gut saying? Because a lot of times, it's it, whatever your gut is saying is is it's going to be really easy to stand by that and back up that decision and be happy with the decision that you made because mm-hmm. you felt like it was the right one to make. Whether it is or not, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's the decision. Yeah. That is the decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. I, I yeah. struggle to trust my gut too because I'm like, that's crazy. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, but my gut got me here, like 100%. There's no way I'd be hosting a retreat and building business with Emily's coming too. We'll yeah. talk about that too. Yeah. Um, but like there's so many pieces of it that – like came from my gut mm-hmm. and we just it's hard it's scary to follow that too right because you're like is it am i am i just crazy and you're like yeah like why not try yeah and do it how emily does it like either leap or do that risk assessment and like take look at it differently and see what you can assess and like i took the risk in starting my business but i went like i went part-time in my job and then eventually just kept cutting my hours back and back and back until i had no more hours with them <laughs> and they were like okay you can't keep working here um and so that was like a way for me to do it that was a little safer like yeah. cutting things back until you know i didn't have the time or cutting clients out that i didn't feel good about and yeah. like slowly taking the risk i'm not really a big like jump in and and, and dive head first yeah. but I think if you don't go after it, you're always going to have that regret. Like if you in a few years looked back and you're like, oh, we should have started core method, you know, when we did or when did this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, all you can do is choose now. So like, let's not do the shoulda, woulda, couldas. Yeah. Um, but I know when I'm 85 or 105, let's say, like, let's push it and I'm on my deathbed. I don't want to be looking back and saying, oh, I wish I, you know quit my job or I wish I started that business or I wish I, you know, married that person. Like, just try it. Yeah. Just try it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like one of the coolest things, and even I think since we've met, vulnerability has oh, been yeah. this huge theme in, in my life personally. And I feel like the more you're open and, well, like, you know, tr- trust your gut. Like, mm-hmm. the more that you're just open with people and, like, get vulnerable in your life and, like, with the people around you that care about you mm-hmm. and just even, like... Yeah, it really pays off. It's, yeah, people will surprise you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm always surprised at who supports me in whatever decision I make or the things that I'm doing in my life or actually telling people what I'm really thinking. Because yeah. I know we've talked a lot yes. about like that in our personal <laughs> life too. And it can be scary to even say like, what do I want? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what I want. And you're like, oh gosh, they're going to think I'm so weird to think that I want to become a professional rock climber. I don't know. But like, yeah. you never know. Yeah. And so, Yeah. Just to be open about what you want, I think, is a big risk, too. Mm -hmm. Being vulnerable is a freaking risk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But some really good things come out of it. The best things come out of it. Yeah. (laughs) What is your big vision for your business, Core Method? Like, what will you be offering at the studio? What can people expect from it? Like, how are you helping women build confidence? And, of course, it's not just for women, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. How are you yeah. helping people build yeah. more confidence? Well, it's actually it's funny. I um I have a note down here in my in my notebook. I was at a I'm I'm like a serial learner. I feel like I probably need to chill out sometimes, but I'm always got not new things on the go, whether it's whether it's in a, from a marketing perspective, mm-hmm. personal growth, Pilates, or like whatever it might be, business related. I think um, that's relatable yeah. too. Just so yeah. you know, like I've had a lot of people message me about that. They're like, oh my gosh, I just want to keep learning. I think yes. that's relatable. Yeah. And I'm always a projector too. So I think that that also has something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I need to learn more about this. Yeah. yeah. You were telling me more about the human design. I need to get more into that. <laughs> um, so something that, uh, so this was like two weekends ago. Um, it was really, really cool. The owner of Pilates Scandinavia came to Halifax, which was awesome. And he did some really cool classical workshops, um, a new studio called Precision Pilates um, that is in Bedford. Uh, so they're, they're a new, they're newer business too. It's so fun to be able just to support oh, yeah. others in the community. So one of the things that I had written down in my notebook is that um, Pilates is not rehab, it's rehabilitative. And a lot of like Joe Pilates, his, you know, his, his book Return to Life is about how um, movement helps make people healthier in their lives. And and I don't mean, like, I'm not talking, if, if weight loss is your goal, that's fantastic. But I mean, like, when you leave a a class or when you leave something, if we can even go, you know, maybe movement's not your thing. If you leave this thing that you've just spent an hour doing, why wouldn't you want to leave and be more set up for success for your day, to feel better, to have the tools in your toolbox to just... Yeah, be more successful in your day. And I think that really what we would just want to create this space where like-minded people can come together and, and you know, you, this might not be like this type of movement may not be your jam, but it's really functional. We want it to be functional and safe and really challenging as well for people. We want you to have fun in what you're doing, but we also want you to be able to leave and feel better than you did when you came in for your class. And we also offer um, nutrition and wellness is another pillar of ours that we want to eventually build up a little bit more. But right now, wellness is just kind of the thing that is woven into everything that we do. But from a nutrition perspective, you know, we we have a couple of different offerings where, um, you know, if you want more accountability and food logging support, then you'll be paired up with a coach to, you know, make sure that whatever your goals are, we can help you set up for success. Or maybe you need more meal planning support and we provide meal plans and that type of thing. 
but really just helping people have the tools, whether it's movement, whether it's nutrition, whatever it is. Um, maybe it's community and having more people around you and just being connected with other moms in the in the area or whatever that might be. Just, yeah, ha- having a space where people that can come together and, um, yeah, leave feeling better than they did when they came through the door. And it could be virtual, too. We'll still have a bit of a mm-hmm. hybrid model there. And I know this is still very early days. You know, we've... Prima and I have talked about, um, do we think about franchising? And that's kind of why we've thought about, you know, really making sure we're documenting everything. Um, fr- franchising isn't the only option to look at there, but if we do create a bit of a model, mm-hmm. it may be easier to to roll that out in that sense. But yeah, we might. It's know. a big vision. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. What kind of classes yeah. are you going to have? Yeah. So we'll have um, Pilates, strength. We'll have a couple of different strength options. We'll have like a higher impact, lower impact class. We'll also, for those who really love to just move to the beat and, and mm-hmm. kind of get lost in the music, we'll have that style as well. Bounce, of course. I think people are going to love bounce. I, feel I like, love bounce. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, and there's lots you can do with bounce too. Like mm-hmm. we can do a bunch of hybrid style of classes like bounce and Pilates, bounce and strength. We'll have um, the ballet bars too so we're oh, gonna awesome. do bar classes um step is another one that we didn't originally plan to open with but we were like you know what why not why not so fun <laughs> yeah. there's gonna be yeah. a lot like you have variety Yes, yeah, very multi-modality studio. A lot of people have asked, why not yoga? And mm-hmm. we really want to create our own. So a lot of it is our own method of something. Mm-hmm. Or like we've worked with, I guess Pilates is a funny example because we, we're doing the classical method, which is is the method that Joe created. So we're kind of giving credit to where credit's due. We're working with um, the owner of the Pilates bar to help us choreograph the bar classes. And she's like the teacher trainer for Amazing. bar in, in Nova Scotia pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, work, working with other partners, but in some cases as well, creating our own method of something. So for yoga, yoga is an interesting one. A lot of time you focus on really like stretching and lengthening, but there's a lot of strength that can still be found in that. So we want to create our own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of yoga in the area. So we're mm-hmm. kind of like right now, if we don't have that, there's a lot around. So yeah. 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 Oh, exciting. <laughs> I can't freaking wait. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> Like, I think it's going to be so much fun. Um, but yeah, you are teaching a live Pilates class at the retreat yeah. in a few weeks. And I'm so, 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 so excited. Um, what can the girls expect? And do they need anything to prepare for this, for the retreat? So I think that probably one of the biggest things is just come ready with an open mind. Like, it's probably going to be something different that you've done before. One of my favorite props to use is called the magic circle. Or some people know it as like the... <laughs> Like the the ring of fire or whatever. Like it's like <laughs> oh, well, I like yeah. the magic circle. Yes, I know it's a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's so great. It's it's just such a nice tool that you can use, and it's it's a it's actually a really economical tool if it's something that we use. And you're like, wow, I oh, love cool. the magic circle. It's really yeah affordable <laughs> as well if you want to use it moving forward. Um, but yeah, probably just your mat and an open mind, and just be open to trying something new. Um, it's very accessible for people. You know, in any like a lot of it is working like say you're someone who works at your desk all the time I'll probably get a little bit of intel beforehand to find out like is a lot of people who work at desks because there might give me some clues as to what we should work through that day like is it to get a little bit more opening and length and or you know our people have like tighter hamstrings so we need to work on that so it's a lot about working with the bodies in in front of you so I'm really excited just to see Ooh, yeah what yeah. I can find out yeah I know because you too like yeah. when we'll have the whole day on Saturday before yeah. we have our so- Sunday morning thing together so yeah. 
yeah, you're going to get a lot of intel before. Oh, yeah. So yeah, for the ladies yeah. listening who are coming to the retreat, yeah. <laughs> be careful what you disclose to Emily because she's going to use it yeah. um, to torture us in the class. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, Lots it'll be fun. so much fun. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. And I'd like the retreat's right on the lake. Like, I'm hoping it'll be beautiful weather. We yeah. can do the class outside. Nice. And yeah, yeah, there's going to be a great vision for that. So yeah. if maybe you're just the mat, though. Yeah, yeah, you do need to bring yeah. a mat. So yeah. I will make sure all the girls have that. Uh-huh. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can connect with you online and what they can mm-hmm. expect from the new studio? Can they sign up for classes now? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we actually just last week, it felt a little like. I don't know, cart before horse, but we just launched our website. <laughs> so that's great. We have, um, I, I would say it's a bit more pared down version that we'll, we'll, we'll probably continue to build off of it, but coremethod.ca, you can go there and learn more about us. We have a section for new decor, which is probably going to be a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can kind of go through that. We actually have this process that I'm really curious to see how it goes. It's our intentional intake process. So we want to figure out like what the right membership or package is for the person. I know a lot of places... You kind of get a little bit of a menu of items and, and we still have that. We have right now, we just have our founder member offers on our site. We'll eventually switch those over and we'll have other pricing options. Um, but we really want to find out, we want to know what people's goals are. We want to understand like what people have going on in, in their lives that it's like, okay, well, it sounds like, you know, you've got a lot of other activity you do in your personal life. You only need to come once or maybe twice a week. And here's, here's the type of membership we would suggest. And here's the type of classes we suggest based on what else you're doing for your life. So I'm really curious to see how many people come in through that intentional intake. It'd be a quick 15 minute call with myself, Prima or our studio manager, Rhonda. Um, and then from there, we just help people. Yeah. Get, get on the right track. Um, we, and yeah, on our site, you can find all of our pricing. I'm really excited about the founders members. These are going to be like, it's, it's probably going to be our most reduced, uh, offers to date. We even have some packages that are like a temporary upgrade. And I know you and I were talking about it the other day and I was like, there's no nice way to say this, but basically it's like your temporary upgrade, just as an example would be, you know, say you get eight classes per month. Um, so the temporary upgrade is that for a month, and then it's going to go back to four classes because you're getting that four classes per month month rate, which is only $79 plus HST. So we wanted it to be accessible for people, you know, provide options for four times or eight times or unlimited. So, Mm -hmm. and then we also have, um, some like mega class packs that if people are like, I kind of want to just drop in here or there, you'll also have that option too. Um, yeah, what else did you ask? I'm going to say, yeah. where where yeah. can they find you on social media, too? Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, core method, same thing. So easy. And that's core with a K, K-O-H-R. Yes. K-O-H-R. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Phenomic spelling of core. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so, it's going to be so great to be able to experience that. So anybody listening who's in the Dartmouth or even Halifax area, like, connect with Emily and get ready for a really fun studio filled with people who really care about you. Yeah. I think that's so nice. Like that's a great way to walk into a studio and to feel like people care mm-hmm. is a whole new experience. Like that's good. Um, so I do have some questions sure. that ask yeah. every person who comes on the podcast. Um, so let's start. What is your favorite compliment to receive? Oh, you know what? This was one that I was like, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, a, it's like yeah. people are awkward about it. Yeah. They're like, Ooh, compliments. Yes. You know what? I, 
I actually find that compliments are personally hard to receive. And so I'm actually working on right now saying thank you Mm -hmm. instead of like what, you know, when someone says, oh, I really like your pants and your go-to is here's where I got them Mm -hmm. instead of accepting the compliment. So I know it has pockets. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You say something about the thing, but you don't like accept Mm -hmm. the compliment. So I know it's a little unconventional, but I feel like that's a little bit of the (laughs) the theme of the podcast today. (laughs) So what's the compliment? Uh, Well, I would say just to accept and say mm. thank you. But what would be the dream compliment? Yeah. Like if I were to say to you right yes. now, like I really like your pants. Like you do have a great outfit on today. Like would that be the compliment that would light you up? Or is it something that it would be more of like, like, oh, you work really hard. Or, oh, I like when people say they like my butt. Like what, do you have like a specific mm. one that like, yeah, that even if your partner said to you, you'd be like, mm, thank you. Yeah. You know what? Actually, as, as you were, as mm. you were, as you were speaking, what I ended up thinking a little bit more about was even though I do have a lot on the go and I feel like maybe it's just who I am, could always be who I am, for people to feel like if they were to say, you know, you have a lot on the go, but you always seem to have time for me. Oh, yeah. I think that would be like... Mm. Oh, that's a good one. I feel that. That's the projector in you too. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I feel that. I get it. <laughs> because especially with projectors too, they want to, they see things in a lot of people. So like you see in everyone else, like, oh, you like you do this so well and you do this so well. So for you to feel seen too is like just like a really nice thing. You're like, oh, you see that I'm putting all that effort in. You yeah. see that I'm making time for you and I'm making sacrifices for you. Like what a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I appreciate, I always appreciate that from you too, because going out for walks and getting out in the sun and going for bouncing beers is super fun with you. So I love it. What is your favorite thing to do to boost your mood when you're feeling grumpy? You know what? It's the walks. It's getting out and just like, there's nothing like there's no medicine in the world. There's nothing better than just getting outside and taking a moment to like, you can put your, I know you do the podcast Mm -hmm. walks all the time or listening to some music or nothing. Sometimes I leave my phone at home so that it's like, you have no distractions other than just to go for this walk, clear your head. And then you just, you, you have to feel better. Yeah. After that, anyway, that works for me. I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I'm yeah. the same way, like, just to get out and have a walk. And sometimes I do like to do it with no headphones because then I can, like, see the little birdies and I can hear little birdies and it feels creepy when I say it like that, but it's yeah. just nice. Well, you're so much more present yeah. in the moment. You never know what's going to come into your head, too. Like, maybe it's your next business idea. It is, it's true. Yeah. Some of, I get the most work done when I'm on my walk sometimes, Ooh, too. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, as soon as I get back, maybe instead of it taking, like, an hour to finish something, I fully baked something in my head the minute I get to my computer 15 20 minutes later you're done yeah oh that's good yeah I like that yeah um and do you have a song or quote that helps you to boost your confidence so it's gonna be really cheesy but I'm walking on sunshine oh that's good yeah that's good (laughs) it's awesome that's a good song well even like what was that movie where she has the card and she opens it up and it's like I'm walking (gasps) on sunshine I think it wasn't an easy a or something like that yes and she just like closes it and open it yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. You're right. It's a good one to boost you up. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Emily, so much for being here and for hanging out with me in person because that's so much more fun and for sharing your truth and being vulnerable with us because we really, really need more of that. Thank you. And thank you for having me. This was so much fun to come join you in person. You're welcome anytime. Come on over. You know where I live now. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I am so grateful that we could connect today. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend or on your social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me grow this community and get my message out there. And don't forget, you deserve to embrace your truth. It's time to live life your way.